This is Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast, with your hosts, Jane Prater and Ryan Seed. Perfect Organism is the only exclusive alien podcast of its kind, with our official discussion group, the Weyland-Yutani Bulletin. It was crew expendable. The next time they sent in Marines, they were expendable too. What makes you think they're gonna care about a bunch of lifers who found God at the ass end of space? You really think they're gonna let you interfere with their plans for this thing? They think we're, we're crud and they don't give a fuck about one friend of yours that's, that's died. Not one. Welcome okay. to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. I'm your host, Jay Prater, and uh, this is episode 54. And this is kind of another reaction episode uh, to Alien Covenant. I'm here talking with uh, my friend, Bill uh, Robbie, who is the uh, founder of the Wayland yutani Bulletin, which is the biggest s- group on social media for the Alien series. And uh, we're just really reacting again and talking about where the fans are at and I'm hearing what, what Bill's thoughts, because actually I really think you enjoyed the film more than I did, which is odd to say. Surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I was I was blown away to uh, to come to that realization that that I think I liked it more than you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was pissed. You saw that. I was pissed. I mean, I, I, I just, I was with uh, my dad and my nephew, and uh and they're, of course, they're both like, well, what would you think? And I just was like, stupid, you know. Uh, I was, I was, I was just really pissed. And uh, I, uh, it took me a while to uh, come down um, after it. Uh, but I'm in a different place now. But before, I, I mean, I've, people have heard from me, so I really want to hear more of your full rounded thoughts about it. Somebody made a really good comment today. And uh, I, I can't remember who it was on the bulletin. And they said that... Uh, they were talking about maybe as Mark Broussard or Brousseau, whatever his last name is. He said, you know, uh, opinions are all over the map. They're everywhere. They're every people are saying this and they're saying that and they're saying this. And someone wrote, which I really agree with. They said, really, what all these opinions kind of being a mess and they're all over the place. They're reflecting this film that the film is all over the place. Um, yeah. And uh, I was like, man, that is succinct. That is a succinct way of articulating this. And I think because it's been, you know. Go, it's been obviously on my mind quite a bit. Um, it's depressed me for the last week or so yeah. since I've seen the film. Seriously, man, like my like it's just gutted me, and I I don't. I know, to... it's palpable. I can feel it. Yeah, I can feel it all of you. Um, and uh, I, I I was talking to the podcast boys yesterday, and after talking with them, I felt a little bit better. Um, but uh, I think part of it is like, well, where do we go from here? Like, what? And we can get into that part of it, but I just was like we've had two films that have been colossal disappointments. Um, yeah. That mythical great alien film. Will we ever see it again? Maybe not. We're not going to see it from Ridley. No, we won't. We won't. Definitely not. And, and that's, yeah, I think we can. (laughs) I know we can. It's, it's not like all of a sudden there's, 
there's no talent out there. There's no like good writers. I mean, f- yeah, we we do see a lot of shit in Hollywood these days, but th- th- there's good writers exist. There are great um, ideas that that can be built off of, but the direction that really went in to begin with, you know, where I stand on Prometheus, yeah, you know, yeah. and and people are just, oh well. You know, I kind of get what he was trying to do with Prometheus now, blah, blah, blah. And see, he should have went that route. And no, like, yeah, I do kind of get what he was trying to do with Prometheus. But it didn't belong in the, the it didn't belong in the Alien franchise. And that, it showed. Yeah. He, he tried to make something grandioso and it within the parameters of the universe that was created through alien aliens and alien 3 it didn't fit so it, it when your foundation is made of shit then everything you try to build off it after the fact it's going to it's going to get to it yeah yeah you know and uh as and and here's the thing you and I you know, we walked away from that <laughs> very differently. But here's this is this is the way I walked into it. Yeah, I was excited for a new Alien film, but you knew where I stood with Prometheus, and yes. this is one of the things I was trying to warn you a yeah. year ago or more. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, don't get your hopes up too high. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I know that you did see some redeeming qualities in Prometheus. I. To me, it 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 did to me what I, it sounds like um, Covenant did to you. It it took everything and just turned it in on itself inside of me. It destroyed part of what I loved about Alien. That's a horrible fucking thing to say. Yeah, yeah. But I had five years to come to the realization that you know this is going to most likely be a sequel to Prometheus. So when I walked out of Covenant, I was pleasantly surprised to see that he attempted, not he attempted, because by all measures, he didn't. It was the other people's efforts that that tried to make an alien film. Obviously, there was people in charge of money telling Ridley that he needed to put some alien elements in there. And you can tell he didn't want to because it's, it's all forced. All those elements yep. are forced, yep. you know. Um, the great craftsmanship of the practical effects, all that stuff got shit on. But you could see, you know, with all the behind-the-scenes stuff and the making of and the art of, and these people put their heart in that. And yep. that's what shows on film inevitably. Yeah. So yeah. – Unfortunately, the the effects guys, most of the shit didn't get to show up on film. But the costumes, the some some of the sets were brilliant. Um, you know, some of the acting was great. The, the, the Fassbender acting was spot on. I mean, that guy, he's amazing. Yeah. But uh, again, he just, <laughs> you know, I can if if it went a different route, it probably could have helped me begin to get over Prometheus a little bit because yeah. it, it was shifting, you know, but then inevitably it's, it's Ridley's story. 
But and it that's, isn't the, that's story. what really pissed, that's, that, what, that's what pissed me off the most is because yeah. Scott, he's not writing. Yeah. But he's telling people what to write. Yes. To, yeah. Yeah. These are my ideas. I want you to take those ideas and run with them. Oh, okay. The height okay, of sure. hubris. Yeah. The height of hubris. Yeah. yeah. This is what happens when ego kills talent. Yeah. Yeah. This is what happens when it goes unchecked when, when you surround yourself with yes men. Yeah. And not to say he's, you know, he's a hack. Ridley Scott will forever be one of the greatest directors, in my opinion. He's got a fantastic eye. But he's left unchecked, and he really does think that, you know, he is the Alien franchise. And he really has no idea what the Alien franchise is. So it's sad that this person with all this, that was given all the, just handed to him, all this power, okay, you got this, all this faith, all this, you know, everything, finance, do it, do it, do it, do it. And then he just doesn't really give a shit. It's his own agenda that he's pushing. So anyway, yeah, getting back to what I was saying, I walked out of it a little bit. You know, uh, I don't accept it. I couldn't accept it because, A, it's a sequel to Prometheus, which is an abomination. (laughs) And B, B, the whole David thing, that is just, that's an abortion. So, like... Abomination and abortion, I can't accept. I just, yeah. I won't. Yeah. You know, and, and sorry to use such horrible terms, but you know, that's what we are. We're passionate fans, so yeah, that's what that's. I'm trying to equate to, and this is just me personally. Like a lot of people in in the group, they get upset. You know, like people are entitled to an opinion. Yeah. Like you don't. Yeah. And and now it's become a thing. And I, I'm sorry, I'm. I'm you know how we, when we talk, we no worries. splinter off into different shit. Now it's becoming a Cameron versus Scott thing. And that really upsets me because Alien, Aliens, and Alien 3 are all different directors, but and, and not you know the same writers, obviously, but they seamlessly connect. And they're believable. And now all of a sudden, Scott is pushing this agenda, and you could tell because not just by what you're seeing and hearing on the screen, but because the fandom is now split and using these terms to to polarize Cameron's vision yeah. against Scott's vision. Yeah. And what and for that fact alone, it fails as an installment in a franchise. Yeah. When you split the fandom like that, what a horrible thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. He's not even trying. Like, it, it was a it, job. It, it was a job for him. Yeah. Like he approached Alien Covenant as a job. And here's the. And as you were talking, I was thinking about O'Bannon. O'Bannon had a, a script that needed to be re, rewritten, of course, and they did. But the the guys, Walter Hill, David Geiler. Did I have the? Are those right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and they're like, "Hey, man, this is a great script, but and we want to make this movie. This is amazing. This is very interesting and different. It's like a haunted house in space. Blah 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 blah. Let's do it." There's a passion. There's somebody who wrote that script who was passionate. And then you have Cameron coming in later on after Alien, saying, "I loved Alien so much. I have this passionate idea about. Okay, mm-hmm. man, yeah, do it. Go run with it. Do it. We, we we're behind you." And then, uh, of course. 
you have Alien 3 where it was more of the studio trying to kind of step in and say, well, we need another story. Instead of an auteur coming in saying, or a writer or someone saying, I have a story to tell, they're like, well, we need another story to tell. Fortunately for Alien 3, Ripley is such an amazing character that it worked, you know, and there was so much struggle around Alien 3 that it turned into something beautiful. So you, everything you're saying is spot on. The whole Alien franchise equates to art versus industry. Yes. It, and and unfortunately, Scott is not the art anymore. He's he industry. is the industry. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's like, well, and he, you know, there's this quote from Jurassic Park. I can't, I'll probably botch it, but um, I think Ian Malcolm says, you, you failed to stop to think that, yes, you could do this, but should you do it? Um, exactly. And Scott, just because you can make yes. it doesn't mean you should. Yes. And Scott thought, oh, well, no one's, you know, uh, what about the guy in the chair? I, I want to, you know, overlooking the fundamental ideas of what Alien is about. And and let me back up a little bit. There's, in the group, there's criticism and all over. Oh, these guys, they just want another Alien. They just want another, they want to live in 1979 or they want another Aliens. And that is fundamentally yeah. not true. Fundamentally nope. not true. I'm open to any story that they could possibly tell me. I was open to the story, in fact, in Covenant. I mean, I, there's elements of that story that I really enjoyed. Um, what I, and I think we might have touched on this briefly before we got cut off last time. Uh, what I really am after is passion. You can tell when an auteur is passionate about what, you know, about uh, a, a story that they're telling. You can tell it. You yep. can feel it. And I was thinking about Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and the first one for sure. And that is wall-to-wall -wall CGI. There's you know no bones about that. We know that. Do you know why mm -hmm. th those films work? Because they're pure heart. They're all heart. Mm -hmm. And we feel that heart. And we, we can identify with Star-Lord. And we can identify with... Uh, we can identify with... Uh, with... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's the, the raccoon? Rocket. Um... And uh, that's Groot. why those movies—that's yeah. <laughs> why those movies work because there's. It was cool to see Groot make an appearance in Covenant too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Master, I'll, I'll spread out my arms. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and so we can feel the heart. You cannot feel the heart in Prometheus or Covenant. There is no heart. No. There is well, let's repeat some beats of Alien. Let's throw those aliens in because that's what people want. Let's get to David and Walter because that's really the story I'm after. Which was interesting. You can tell that's where that is where Ridley Scott's heart is. It's in the it's in the story of the androids. That's probably the most poignant scene throughout in the entire film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're 100 right. You know, and why do you think people get so excited when when they hear about you know Blomkamp? Yeah, Blomkamp's alien. You know, yeah. Why do you think people you know? It's not. It's not just because, and I'm sure it is a reason because, you know, people want to see Ripley again on the screen. But it doesn't. You can carry the, the Alien franchise without Ripley. It can be done. Absolutely, I mean, it needs to be done. It needs to be done. Yeah, I would love. <laughs> it's the only thing keeping my heart pumping. I would love to <laughs> Give see me some of that, Blom, brother. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Blomkamp return, on an Alien project, but I don't know if it'll ever happen if it does happen i don't think it's going to be what he originally wanted to do i mean it is kind of fucked up to to just retcon alien 3 yeah 
that said, I mean, I, I, I could, anybody could still enjoy it in their own, you know, ritualistic home viewings. It, it, it does exist. It's not like it was never made. So whatever he had in mind, whatever. But if they, if they did do it and they did come back to him, which might happen, they might be groveling to him sooner than we think. Yeah. If they do, what might we might see if it ever came to be, and like I said, it's the only thing keeping my heart pumping, is it might be something, uh, you know, along the lines of, um, in a, a sequel to Aliens without Ripley. Yeah. Which. Like I said, like they're doing it now. They're making these movies without Ripley. It doesn't need to be M41A pulse rifles. It doesn't need to be cloning marines. It doesn't need to be Ripley. Nobody's saying that except people in the group. Like, oh, you just want other aliens. Well, no, we want elements of aliens. It exists. Like, you know, it's it's. We don't want a a, a, a redo of everything. We want an intelligent, heartfelt, passionate addition to the franchise we want something that works within the universe that's been created we don't want something that like what we've been getting it's something that's so um such an abomination to what we've seen already and uh in continuity like it it, you know that that's one of my biggest issues is really scott like the master of detail the in his in his in Blade Runner and in Alien, you know, he the, the guys would show him something and said, "We'll do it again." You know, like well, I, I'll put more detail on this, and and no, I want more on this, and and then this is the guy that did all this, and then when you look at the engineer and the the cockpit of that versus the the cockpit and the the, the aesthetics of the space shot, you like. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, how can he do that to us? Because yeah. he doesn't care. Yeah. It's not about that. It's yeah. it is. It's bottom line. It's money. It was a it was a waning director, and uh, he returned to a franchise that you know he's on record saying he it was done. Like he didn't want to have anything to do with it. And a lot of it has I think has to do with the success of Aliens. Also, like that had to hurt him. Yeah. Um. Because he was approached to do the sequel, and obviously we've got an entirely different movie because it wouldn't have been his story. He would have been directing something written by someone else, and it would have been Karen's story, but um, but the success of Aliens had to play on him. You know, It obviously played on him. He's yeah. doing his best to retcon Aliens. It's what it looks like. Where did those eggs come from? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I, yeah. What, what was what was what was David doing? Does he is there like a recipe to make eggs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I don't. I was thinking about like just some of the details, and I you know I, I I'm gonna go on record and say I don't like Prometheus. I can't watch it. I can't watch it. I know. Didn't you just watch it recently? Just because you're like, yeah, I kind of have to. No, I, I, I never did. Okay. I wanted to. I I, um, I, I can't watch it. I can't. <laughs> Even though I do admire the aesthetics of the engineer, and I think that they're iconic, but I also agree that they they don't really fit what was in that chair. I love the idea of the engineers; they're scary things, um, and I love the design. I thought it was great. Um, there's some 
kind of that, that addition. I really appreciate that. And in fact, actually, to be honest with you, the engineers is the reason why I like is the element of Prometheus that I enjoy aside from the aesthetics, because it's a beautiful film to look at. Um, it is beautiful. Um, but I, I, I will never deny that. Like it's, it's a, a film it's a gorgeous I, film. Yeah. It's a film that I can't watch, but you know, I, you're gonna, you're gonna say what? I think Prometheus is the better film to be honest with you. I think, <laughs> I think Prometheus is more focused. I think Prometheus has a specific story it's telling, uh, whereas Covenant goes off the rails, goes off the rails. Um, and then Covenant, you have these tropes like, Hey guys, I'm going to go clean up. Okay. Stay around. You know, um, uh, and where all of a sudden, like Ripley says, I, our, our IQ is just dropped suddenly, you know, um, we're, oh, uh, okay. So wh- I wonder what's going to happen to her, you know? Um, and then you have Orem who as a character without any kind of character development, um, who, you know, who, uh, sees David talking to this thing, like it's a horse. Um, and if, is, you know, very, uh, very uh, taken aback and can't believe what he's seeing, and as he should be. And you know, he's got his gun up, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Blah blah blah. And then David's like, "Follow me. I will show you the answers." Oh, okay. Oh, we're going in this dark. Yeah. We're going down to this dark tunnel. Oh, okay. Like all of a sudden, Orm bec- Orm becomes stupid. Um, and uh, I, that, that uh, I take that personally. I take it personally, and you know, again, all the stuff has been kind of replaying in my mind, like kind of where Hollywood is at, and uh, these movies that uh, that are made. And really, I what I, I think the brilliance of it, the first three Alien film films that none of the characters are stupid. Some of them are greedy, like Burke. Some of them, uh, you know, are working for the company, like Ash. Some of them are so terrified that they make a dumb decision, like anyone who's terrified is going to do. Um, you know, uh, how many times that we hear about people who, who are hit by cars because they freeze and all of a sudden the car hits them, you know, um, like get out of the way, but they don't get out of the way because they, they're, they're frozen in that, you know, stuff like that. That, that was the brilliance of, of the alien movies, the, yeah. the, the holy trilogy. Yeah. yeah. They, they were real people, real people in extraordinary environments and situations. And even That's 85. what made it relatable. It was, it was so contrary to anything that was in sci-fi at the time, you know, yes. like R2-D2 and, and everything else. But now, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He doesn't get it, really doesn't get it. And, you know, and the, the people, the, 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 they, they, everybody in charge of, of it's money, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. The, the fandom yep. you know and, and here here you are here i am people that that put money out of pocket your own money out of your own pocket to show the the love um of 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 your uh, to show the depths of and the passion of your love for this franchise and you know the, the setups that i have at, at the convention and the the podcast that you do and but this is what we're being given now, and it's such a slap in the face. Yeah, <clears throat> it hurts. I, the, dude, I walked away from Covenant happy. I walked away from it happy, <laughs> not because that I liked the movie. It's the whole. I mean, the whole thing for me is the whole the, David creating the Zenos story arc is laughable to me. It that's like the. the when you talk about a smack in the face to the fans, that's like, you're fucking joking me. Yeah. Like now they're forcing this whole 
thing. Mm-hmm. And how many times can a, can a derelict ship crash? And like, yes. come on. Yes. Come on. Yes, we were talking about this it, in the group. Every film Ridley Scott has made in the Alien universe features a derelict ship and people exploring it. Can you not come up with any other ideas? <laughs> Talk about taking away all the beautiful elements of the 79 film. I mean, it's so played out now. He's playing it out to it, – it's, 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 it's a slap in the face. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And there, listen, there, and if, I'm more forgiving of Conan because there, there was a better writing in my opinion. I yeah, there's a lot you. of tropes. There, I, there's so many tropes. Yeah. There's a forced uh, – um, T- a time a time frame in that like that that movie sh- technically should be two movies but uh, everything is it, listen it's a, it's a sequel to prometheus yes. so but it, that's what it is <laughs> but it, it was sort of the little things too because again as i continue to process i will be processing this film and part of it is i've passionately disliked prometheus i've gone on record saying i passionately dislike prometheus and i will always passionately dislike prometheus and give you the reasons why covenant is upsetting to me because i i'm not passionate about anything in it I, I, despite the fact that I, I will agree with you that the acting is better some of the dialogue is better um not better but great um, some of the, you know, a couple of the performances were amazing, but then I start thinking about details because it's about the details. I start thinking about how when they're introduced to David, no one says, and someone brought this up, Hey, Hey, look, it's another model or some kind of, some type of recognition <laughs> that what are you doing here? How did you get here? Yeah. No question. Oh, sure. We'll go with you. You know? So it's those types of details that, um, that, that start bothering me, um, because it's stupid. It's stupid, and it and it and part and of- it, it's it's also stupid because here we are, like the 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 viewer. We're not supposed to realize. We're not supposed to catch the fact that the, the, the whole David Walter. Okay, we obviously all yeah. know what's going to happen. Yeah, we yeah. see that coming a mile away. But the whole like, did David put himself into Walter's body, or like, um, you? Okay, the the whole nail in the chin thing. Yeah. When she's in the cryo tube, and then she comes to the realization that it's David, he has no hole in his chin. Yeah. Okay, so if it, then you have to then stop and think. Okay, so then if David actually put his his shoved his modem into Walter or some shit, you know, did whatever, yeah, did, a, yeah, did yeah. A, the old switcheroo, then he should have healed. Yeah, because he. But when he was on the ship, they were stapling his face shut and shit. Because so it's the little things like that too. Even that though they should have like, known we're that so he was, stupid, he could have healed himself because they would have known. Oh, this is a model that heals himself. Why are we putting staples in yeah. his, his face? Yeah. Uh, again, the little details that are absolutely ridiculous. It's lack of continuity, um, and uh, and as you said, uh, this is not the legacy of Alien. The legacy of Alien is. Is is the details? Uh, is is it's the smarts of the characters, uh, the earnestness of the characters, the way things make sense. You know, um, even Alien Three, for all of its criticism, um, Alien Three got Bishop right. I mean, they 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 even though there's some certain some continuity errors with the the cryo tubes and all that stuff, I can forgive that. I can even forgive the, an egg being in the the EEV because 
you know, if a, if a queen can get on the dropship somehow, then I can believe an egg is in an a, the EV. It doesn't matter to me. Um, mm-hmm. And the film is smart enough. It is smart enough that I can look over that when I can't look over things is when the film isn't smart enough and covet what covenant wasn't smart enough. No, it's, it's, it, it suffers a lot of the things that Prometheus did. It's just trying to be too many things at once and it shows, you know, and you know, when you, I don't know, I don't know. And where does it go from here? I just want it to be over. Yeah. I, do too. I want it to be over. Yeah. I want, to really to finish having his way <laughs> and uh you know like uh, I, if the less i fight it maybe the quicker it'll finish like just be done be done i, I resign myself to it like yeah. be finished and then we can move on like and, and i've come to some some uh i really thought about just shutting shop down in in the bolt and just like being done with it because it, it it bothers me like people the things that people say well you're a, you're a true true alien fans it's fucking true alien fan shit yeah, yeah like it's not a term i like but then like i could i could easily reverse that shit i choose not to but like you know it the the point that the fandom is at right now makes me just want to shut shop down yeah it, it, it does sometimes it plays on me yeah and the only thing that can keep me focused and keep any passion alive is the hope of of a of a more um passionate addition yeah not something that that takes away from the franchise but something that lends to it absolutely and and not just Blomkamp but anybody any director with with passion for the franchise and that's what Blomkamp had that's what I that's what really excited me about is because here is a guy that has the passion to do it, and whereas Scott just he's just doing it. By the numbers, and then, yeah, it's you know, and you know how I am about the art aspects, and that's what hurts too. Like when when I watch the film and I don't see all the details and and the beautiful like the, the Nostromo was a character. Yes, it was in the first Alien, and. That's another thing that pissed me off because, like I said to you, the, like the people pinning Cameron Cameron's aliens versus Scott's alien. Like I like Alien. It to me is is, is one of my favorite films above Aliens. You know this, but yeah. like, but why? Like, why does it have to be that? Like, um, you look at the Prometheus. It started. It had a little bit of character, but it didn't have. It didn't fit in the aesthetics that the Nostromo did. Obviously, it's two different kinds of ships, but but then you look at the, the Covenant, and I'm like, what the fuck? That that's just the proof in, is in the pudding right yeah. there. I'm like, this doesn't even belong. Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm tracking with you. I I really think that uh, passion is really you know uh, is something that uh, is really needed, and I don't. And I think Ridley Scott is passionate about his uh aesthetics i think that is his passion the art of it i think that's what he 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 kind of thrives on he is not a story guy though and i think he cares about story um but i i I made a a a point or a mention of this and and it's not at all uh a dig at ridley scott just in any way but i listened to him you know the man 79 i've listened to him in um interviews and he's not that it's hard to follow him he's not 
his thoughts aren't fully realized and he'll jump from thing to uh, I, I did the first one so I did the first alien so I'm you know and then we're gonna bring the big bomb. oh dude it actually gonna... it, it 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 boils my my innards when I hear him speak because yes. he's so pretentious well it's now he yeah he he's very um <laughs> and whenever he mentions I only said this recently in, in, on one of the threads. Whenever he mentions Prometheus in an interview, he almost immediately says right after, because that was a success. That was a great film. It was a success. He's telling himself that. Yep. Like, uh, okay, whatever you said, yep. because whatever you say is fact yep. and is correct, because nobody's going to say no to you. And if anybody does, you get somebody else anyway. So, like... <laughs> you know, and it's it's a problem, and it's it's film now. It's it's on film. Yeah, and you know the incoherence of him as a as a as a communicator. Just listening to him in in interviews, and I know that they do a ton of interviews, and they're they're all asked the same questions a lot of times. Um, but his incoherence is is very obvious in Covenant. Covenant tends to be quite incoherent. Um, th- it kind of jumps around, like, you know, I've made mention before of uh, some, t- you know, the time jump, you know, again, this might seem trivial, but to me, it's important, right? When they, when the Covenant lands, and of course, they're off the ship, and they're going, they're going marching up to the, where the beacon's coming from right away, just like in Prometheus, because um, they want to open their birthday presents. Um, <laughs> um, but they have to, they have to walk eight kilometers up mountain, essentially. And they do that, and they get back to the ship because they're hearing things by sundown, um, which is physically impossible. Um, that that that's six miles. You're not going to walk twelve miles uh, up mountain. First of all, twelve six miles up mountain is not going to is going to take you. It's going to take you four, five, six hours easily. Six miles up mountain. Um, aside from the fact that. They've been in cryosleep for a while or whatever. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I can't bury myself too much in it. But anyways, that time jump really bothered me. It did. Um, and I think it bothered me because there were so much other things bothering me. If if the film was awesome, I, would, I wouldn't even care, you know? Um, but it, it bothered me. And then, you know, and I, I, again, my favorite scenes in, in Covenant are with Ferris on that ship and her trying to deal with what's going on. Oh, that was great. That was, that was a good tension-building scene. Yeah. It that makes, was uh, and and when I wrote my initial review, that that and the whole David uh, speaking to Walter, those were the things that kept me vested in in the whole the whole movie. Yeah, um, she she did an amazing job in that performance. Yeah. And that was that was awesome. Unfortunately, also related to that though, is the 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 neomorph. Is that what it's called? Yeah. The, that thing, okay. So now you have something that's potentially deadlier and and has a faster growth rate than a xenomorph. Yeah. So like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there's. I can sit sit here and nitpick the little things apart like all day. Yeah. Uh, but again, this is me after Prometheus. I expected nothing. Yeah. And, and you know, I was funny. I was thinking about because uh, I saw Alien on Alien Day, and they showed the eleven minutes of footage of, uh, of course, from uh, from Covenant. And I left 
disturbed by it. And the and I I, I have to, I, I again I've been thinking about what I was seeing from what I've been seeing from Covenant before I saw Covenant. I saw that footage of the 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 backburster and the throatburster, which was troubling and. You know, um, and so they were selling it. They're selling us this film. At the same time they're selling us this film, they're blowing their load. Any mystery that this film had, they blew. It was gone. Um, they they decided. It's a big problem in Hollywood right now. Yeah, it's, it's not just it's not just aliens. It's every movie they, no, they show way too much shit. That's true, but for the studios whose films are working, like Marvel, like Lucasfilm. Yeah. It's not true because they don't blow their load and they're like, sorry, you're waiting. Um, you're waiting and we're not showing you anything and we're not showing you anything. And that's just how it is. Look at Blade Runner. Uh, we have another a more full length trailer, but we don't know too much. They're showing us. And what I love what we've seen from Blade Runner 2049 so much, what we've seen more than what we've heard from it are images because those images are telling us a story. Um, and that's why Blade Runner worked the first time. So hopefully it works the second time. But uh, but uh, back to my point, they were blowing their load just like they did with Prometheus on on Covenant. They did not learn their lesson, and and they sold us a film that we didn't see <laughs> in some ways, where we have the pro, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they, they've used this formula before, Jay. Totally, totally, <laughs> and I fell for it again. Like an idiot. Yeah. Um, and, you I know, tried to tell you. I, I know, tried to I know. Tell you. I'll listen to you from now on. <laughs> uh, Don't ever do that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, like uh, the prologue, the uh, the Last Supper, I thought was a great scene, except for, you know, they threw that line in from Alien, whatever. Um, but it's a great scene. We really got to know these characters. And then they have these kind of little vignettes and little tiny short films that they're releasing online. And none of that, of course, is in the film. All that, a lot of that should have been in the film, or elements of it, because it would have built character. The fact that Orm was a man of faith, who gives a shit? How'd you develop that? You didn't develop it. That's, you had that's another one of Ridley's little babies, yeah. is that the whole religion thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's, let's, let's have him say that line. Oh, okay. So let's have an audio cue that he's a man of faith. Just like Shaw was this... You know, someone of faith. We didn't give a shit that yeah. Shaw was, you know. There, there were, you didn't see that anywhere in her character. She just said it. And that's part of the problem that I have is that, you know, I, I think about, again, uh, I think about how Alien told us a story visually more than it told us a story audibly. It was not a lot of exposition in Alien. What we were seeing was unfolding visually um, because that's what great storytellers do. What, you know, how Blade Runner, why Blade Runner is so successful you know, post kind of mortem or, you know, post release years later, 30 years later is because it told us a story visually. There's not a lot of talking in Blade Runner. There's some things here. Well, at least, well, there was, I guess, in that cut where the, there's the voiceover, but that cut doesn't even exist to me. Um, I can't stand that version of it. Um, but, uh, I, you know, the, the best stories, even in the force awakens, which does have a lot of, you know, some, some issues, but the reason why I, it, I, it has my heart um, and the reason why it, there is some merit to it and there, there's some art to it because, you know, there's there's a vast amount of time where we're exploring who Ray is without having to be told who Ray is of her, you know, uh, what do you call it? Exploring that Star Destroyer or whatever that thing's called, um, her in the desert, you know, eating all the stuff that's happening quietly without without exposition. And that's what good storytellers do. Um, despite my issues with the film, and there are issues, and we, you and I have discussed that, that's what good filmmaking is. That's what good storytelling is. And Prometheus and Covenant are not good storytelling. They're not good. Well, exactly. In, in, 
in the context of storytelling, Ridley, like we said, Ridley is is not a storyteller. He's not a writer. But here he is injecting these these giant, uh, they're tiny ideas into these giant films that do not fit in the reality that was created, and and it shows like like the blind faith that they put in him, and it, it all comes down to that is is all this faith that was put into Ridley, and the faith that's still being put in him now. And you know, when you hear the fans say, "Well, wait until the next movie when he makes it all make sense," yeah. <laughs> you first of all, it's not the same writer carrying over one story. It's it's really injecting these these little tiny ideas that's fucking up the story that exists. Yeah, and and the fact of, that he takes these stories and yeah. he has them rewritten yes. and yes. and it loses everything. Yes, like. And, and I, I know that you didn't like it, but I just watched the John Spade story today, and I thought it was great. I didn't not. Like, I don't like. I don't not like. Uh, uh, passengers. Passengers. I just felt like it was one note. It was like a little bit like Titanic in space. It was really satisf- It was really entertaining. I was engrossed in it. Um, but there was. I, I, I like. I, I don't like sci-fi light, and that's what it was. It wasn't like it's a love story in space. Um, it has nothing to do with science fiction. That's and that's fine. I just didn't think it was like, whoa, Passengers. I mean, you, you think about Passengers, you think about uh, Interstellar. You get, you know, one's a, one's a rom-com, essentially, and one's a serious look into science fiction, you know. Yeah, Interstellar is just a masterpiece of a film. So oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I can't, you can't compare the two, in my opinion. Um, Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm just saying I, I, I expect more of, from science fiction than what passengers could give me. Um, I do. I just demand a lot from science fiction, and I just felt like it was like, eh, okay, he's trapped uh. on the ship by himself. And, you know, there's some, you know, the idea of being alone. I, actually, I think that there's some good ideas in it, not to get too far into passengers, but I, I just didn't resonate to me. And, you know, they were flashy, good-looking white people, again, in space, because they're the most important people. Uh. And the black man wakes up, and then he dies, because he's not that important, you know. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um even though he helped them save, but let's not let's kill him off, anyways, because it should only be them two, anyways. Lawrence uh, <laughs> Fishburne is good at getting killed off in movies. Let's just face it; he, is, he gets he is. killed off in movies a lot. Yeah, him and Sean Bean. <laughs> um, so let me—I have a couple questions for you then. So, just in terms of our discussion, where do you see fandom? Where is fandom right now? And I'm—it's redundant, but I really want to know kind of where your brain is at with fandom. Um, it's uh, it's. It's in a sad state right now. It's in such a chaotic, um, polarized way that um, it's never going to be the same. It's never going to be, um, you know, alien fans. It's it's going to be the the Scott camp and and then the original camp. I don't want to say Cameron camp because it's it to me. Yeah, there's a lot of fans that that love aliens over alien i get that but it's not it it's it's alien aliens and alien 3 um and yeah alien 3 has its problems that they're they're the movies that that made the franchise yeah so why does it have to be that now all of a sudden we have to split the fandom just because scott's attached to alien movies again like 
I don't get it, man. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't write Alien. Yeah. He didn't write it. Yeah. And a lot of people got so pissed. Yeah. Anyway, I won't get into that right now. But yeah, where do I see? Where do I see fandom? Where is it now? It's it's in a sad state. And I don't know where it goes from here. I don't. On a. I mean, I can't speak for the entire fandom. This is my 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 analysis on the outside looking in at the group and and what have you. Um. <clears throat> I don't see it getting to. Uh, a point of um, any, you know, exciting level on, on all accounts again, because it is split now. I don't see both camps coming together again until there's a sequel, not a prequel. Now, whoever does that sequel, I don't know what happens in the sequel. I don't know, but that's where there's going to be a, a, a fever pitch of excitement again. Until then, even with, with the sequel to this prequel, it's not going to reach that fever pitch. It, we've been let down too many times, you know. The fool me once thing, and I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think the fandom is going to be on the same page, if ever again. But if it is, it's not going to be on the same page again until we get a sequel. Yeah, a, a formal sequel to. Resurrection or to what? Well, I don't know I don't, whether it's a sequel to Aliens. Okay. Um, without Ripley, whether it's a, a sequel to Alien Three, without Ripley, is it it's somewhere in that timeline? Yeah. A sequel to, in terms of timeline, I should say, not necessarily characters. Okay. Um, because uh, the, the, if Fox. And they, they say how they're trying to rein in all the, the canon bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because even from the novelization of Covenant to the film, it's, you know, this complete different and different story arcs. So I don't, I don't, I, until it goes into, in timeline aspect, a sequel to Aliens, I don't see. Um, the fan coming together again, yeah. and, and as one big whole, yeah, you know, I I have this uh, I had this idea or this thought about in terms of a sequel to Covenant if they did one. Uh, for me, I could be on board with that. There's a couple of things though that would really for them, have it to be a real legit alien film. Bring in the company, bring in this company, materialize these people. Um, and I'm not saying like a boardroom full of people, but like bring in this threat. Um, you know, I, I was discussing, I don't know if it was with you for a little bit, but when we were talking earlier, um, but the idea that uh, during Covenant, it would have been great to have seen Mother um, networking with Covenant, or sorry, with, with the company, um, sending information, um, saying, hey, organism identified, organism taken. And, you know, so there, we, we, the audience, say, oh, it would have really kind of brought it up a little bit, like, okay, here's a company. It would have brought something a little bit familiar, and it really would have set them up. Uh, but, of course, it didn't happen. But uh, the I, I, I like, if I could be on board a sequel if the company is brought in, and um, they kind of pivot away from David a little bit. So by the time we re, by the time when we're back into the story again, um, Maybe the Covenant ship has crashed, 
there is an infestation or whatever. I don't know what's going on. Maybe Daniels wakes up. Maybe Daniels is dead. Hopefully Daniels is dead. I don't give a shit about who she is. Really. She's, she, I, I don't think about that character whatsoever. She had zero gravitas. She had, she, she meant zero to that story. What do you think? <laughs> she was disposable. I mean, she was a lot, I, I, I liked her better as an actress than I did yes, Naomi. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, they're all, they were all disposable. There was no, other than, than, you know, Fassbender's, uh, characters and that they were all disposable. You know, but yeah. what you're saying is, you know, it, it's, everything's not adding up to what you'd like, what you, what you're saying now, you know that, right? Like, I know, I know. it's all leading up to the eggs on LB426, which is just, the like the whole like David puking up the little freaking tiny face hugs that fit perfectly in the fucking trays yeah. like yeah, yeah. Uh, but like I, I fundamentally it's just, it's, reject it's so it. I fundamentally reject that I do yeah, um it's it is, so it's, this is all being forced yeah it's a betrayal and, and, it's a betrayal on that legacy to think and oh, all of his yeah. own film yeah yeah you know yeah. like we can't we have to pretend that it wasn't a fossilized biomechanical creature that was sitting there for God knows how long. And now they're working towards making that, you know, it's, it's David's, they're David's creation. He created, and the the eggs is, that's going to be David in the, the space jockey ship somehow. And that's what makes the, the alien a biomechanical (laughs) creation because like, we all know what's coming. We, we like, but, they could write we, the ship, though, if they uh, – we we suspect we know what's coming if Ridley Scott is in, in charge. They could really do a 180 and say, you know what? We're going to turn this on its head a bit, and we're not going to go in the direction that – Oh, my God. It sounds like the exact conversation we had when, after Prometheus. I know. When they I, I, I'm not expecting that because, <laughs> see, listen, listen – here, here I'm, I'm saying this because I, what I'm saying and I'm, what I'm saying right now is really how I think that they could fix it. Are they going to fix it? No. Um, and also, here's my trepidation. If they do start filming another Alien film that's not Blomkamp's film next year, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do because, I, like, you're not going to get any cooperation out of me. You know, like, you're not going to sell me that bill of goods again. You're not. I fell for it twice, you know? All right. Well, here, I'm going to say something right now that might upset you. That's it's, It upsets me when I think about it, so I try not to. Okay. What if this is all just a soft reboot and it counts alien as canon and then continues from alien in terms of timeline but negates or retcons aliens alien 3 alien resurrection what if that's the end game yeah which would make sense as to why they would de-age ripley which was a quote from ridley scott Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I, again, you know, Bill, I just, uh, I, I'm at this crossroads right now with uh, this universe that I love, you know, and I, I, I kind of want to kind of get back in. I don't want to keep you too long. I know you, it's it's late for you, um, real late. Um, but, you know, we're, I, I was thinking about the themes of Alien, the themes of, of being a whistleblower, the themes of kind of uh, a corporation out for greed, a corporation out for the, itself, a corporation out to make money, a corporation out for control, um, and kind of the middleman, the, the, the blue-collar person. And um, 
and also the themes of living through something that's terrifying and not being believed, um, which kind of reflects a lot of us in our lives where, you know, I, you know, living through the death of a loved one, which is something that you've experienced and kind of moving on through that and the darkness of that. Um, and Aliens kind of reflects that a little bit. I think a, a major flaw, not just with Covenant, but uh, I, there's a danger in going back into these properties and saying, well, I have another story to tell about this thing that was really mysterious, and now I'm not going to make it mysterious anymore, a.k.a. the midi-chlorians in, in Star yeah. Wars. you know. And uh, uh, Ridley Scott treaded on real hollowed ground, and he, uh, unfortunately he broke the floor. You know, as opposed to, you know, cleaned the floor, you know, um, and he took a risk and it didn't pan out and it didn't pay off. And uh, he has only himself to blame. And I, and I also think that, uh, like you were saying earlier, you know, all these writers that were brought aboard uh, to kind of, oh, here's my story. Here's my story. Here's what I here's my ideas. Here's my ideas. Oh, OK, OK. Well, we'll, we'll write this out. OK, oh, let's bring in Jack Paglin or whoever. And why don't you have a crack at this? Oh, oh, okay, okay, sure. Uh, so what are you thinking? Oh, so you want David to do this? Oh, 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 okay, sure. You know, so then you have another writer come in and kind of just smooth it all out, you know? Um. <laughs> and, and, and to me, it all shows up on the screen because it, it looks like somebody took all these writers, took their screenplays, put it in a blender, hit, hit puree, and then threw it across the sky, and that's what we get, and that's what we're like. We're forced to accept this, like, and it, there's no coherency in in Prometheus or in Covenant. It's it's several stories playing on its own self-importance, and it, it it doesn't it doesn't work. And unfortunately, now, you know, they did it with the space jockey and the engineer, but now they're doing it with David creating the Xenos. They're fucking with the established lore to a degree that is is not it's just not it's not only is it just not acceptable it's downright blasphemy yeah yeah you know yeah and fuck it who cares he and we we, we touched briefly on, on what scott says in the interviews earlier <clears throat> he flat out says he doesn't have to listen to the fans and he, it, it, it's not entirely up to them anyway. Well, yeah. yeah, we know that it's not entirely up to the fans, but what is up to you is to give us something that we can we can fucking swallow yeah. because this shit, and not even that he that he can give us something. That's the problem is everybody is putting this blind faith in Ridley Scott, yeah. Is, yeah. and and he is not the end all of Alien. Yeah. He's not the he's Obviously, not the creator. Yeah. Yeah. I just got into a conversation with one of the guys in the group. He's not the creator of Alien. Yeah. Because he directed the first film, he did not create Alien. Yeah. Like if you don't mention Dan O'Bannon when you mention Alien, you are flat out fucking wrong. Yeah. If you don't mention H.R. Giger, you're flat out fucking wrong. Ron Cobb, fucking uh, Chris Foss. Yeah. The, like th these are people that are synonymous yeah. with, with Alien. So – no. Yeah, he directed it. He did an amazing fucking job directing it. But he didn't put all these people in the same room together either. That can be credited to Jodorowsky. Like, you know, where everybody got this idea just because he directed, and, and I don't want to say just because, because he did, like, he did create this world um, when he directed Alien. 
But to put this blind faith in him was a mistake. And everything he's doing now is a mistake. And I feel like somebody just needs to either pull the plug on him or just fucking hurry up and be done with it. And it looks to be the latter. It looks like they're they're now rushing to start production on the sequel to Covenant. And like I said, I know you're, you're mentioning where you want it to go. I don't think it's going to go that direction. I agree. To me, the whole the whole Wayland thing was like the the, the sinister nature of, of the company was destroyed in Prometheus when when they made uh, the the Wayland company like this just frail man that was, he just wanted to go live longer. Yeah, I could get what he was trying to do. He was trying to play off some uh, uh, thematic roles that Blade Runner touched on. He tried to echo that. He's still trying to fucking echo it, but like enough, like be yourself. He's trying to ham this. If Jam, if they made Prometheus and did what Ridley Scott wanted to do, like fuck it, just do what you want to do, write your own fucking thing, put it in the same universe, but don't use the elements of Alien. Use uh, the company if you want. Don't use the fucking space jockey. Don't you dare use the fucking beast. Yeah. Like, and it could have been okay. Yeah. But but now it's done and it's it's being packaged and sold as an alien film and it's not. And it was a it was a robot film. It was a film about David. It shouldn't have been. It should have been called David. Seriously, and I yeah. don't even mean that to be funny. It it, yeah. the, it it wasn't about those creatures. I mean, not that alien is essentially, but well, no. Uh, let's well, I'll disagree with my, what I just said because really, but I I think about uh, Ripley's story or Ripley's journey. The strength of those films pivoted around her journey. It wasn't so much her. I mean, yes, the character is, is amazing, and there'll never be a character like her again. Um, but her themes and her 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 journey was so powerful that it. That's what the films could pivot around, and it took us on the journey. Now, though, these films don't have anything to pivot around. What are we pivoting around? Well, we don't know. Well, what is Alien Covenant about? Do we know what Alien Covenant really is about? We don't. What's the what? What is the central theme in Alien Covenant? Do you know? Well, yeah, no. It, it's, <laughs> it's 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 evolving as it goes. There's no. And that, like I said, yeah, everyone says like, "Well, wait till he tells the next thing." He's fucking directing it. He's not telling you anything. Yeah. He doesn't know because nobody fucking knows. Nobody knows where it's going. It's not some genius fucking stroke of a film, final stroke in a in a in a series that's going to be the third act of this. It's not like it's delusional to think that. Yeah. Because the writing's on the wall. It's not the same fucking writer. And the fact that he can't even answer the questions that he, he fucking proposed from Prometheus and just, like, destroys outright characters from it, like, you know, it, it, it's all, the proof is right there. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. They're playing off of the elements. David was the, the saving grace of Prometheus, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and that's what they're playing off of. Like... So, which so is now, weird because he's the sinister, no good, no one likes him, even though the performance is really well, really great. And I mean, really, what they could have done with Covenant uh, again, this is spilled milk. Uh, what it, it is, what it is, you they could have had Shaw survive and brought her into Covenant, and then 
her and Daniels kind of are end up surviving Covenant, building these characters, focusing it around these these journeys of these people, you know, um, and then we're pivoting around who Daniels and who Shaw is, you know, and that's and we're we're on board because we're on board with them, and then you make Shaw a better, better character because she's written better. Of course, they didn't do that. Shaw's gone. It's over. Um, I, I, you might have even been on board with that if they would have done it, you know. Um, but they chose to go a different route. Yeah, they don't. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> it's, it's the really right true. hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing, and it's it's a convoluted mess. And it, like that's it's why I, I kind of have to not take it seriously when people like. Uh, you, oh, it's, it's it's amazing, and it was a you know. We'll just wait till the next film, and you'll see. Like, <laughs> oh my god, really? If if, if you want to believe that, then that's cool. It's what you choose to believe. You know? <laughs> yes, because that's how science works. Yeah, um, big things have small beginnings. That was yeah. about the most on-point statement of the century for this freaking prequel trilogy or quadrilogy. What the fuck? The, 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 sl- the, the, the slogan should be "Shitty things have small beginnings." <laughs> um, really, um, and, they're never going to take away uh, the the original movies. They, they, they won't. I mean, right. this this is not this is not canon to me and yeah. to a lot of fans. This is. It's 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 just the agenda, and as soon as he's done with it, then we can, and hopefully we will, move on from yeah, it. Yeah. You know, like, but my son will, uh, and when I finally sit him down to watch the movies, it, it, we're not watching it from Prometheus on, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then we'll watch. Get it, out of my house right now! Who are you? We'll, we'll watch the holy trilogy, <laughs> yeah. And then of course I'm going to have to show him Resurrection. And then I'll be like, okay, okay, you ready for this? You want to see the jokes? You want to see some comedy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This this is what happens when ego kills talent. Sit down, let me show you something. Yeah. And a couple of things. Um, uh, one thing that's concerning to me, being in fandom, you know, you and I are active every day in this. We're seeing what people are saying. There's this, some people, a lot of people, not just some, are, you know, hey, you know, it's Ridley Scott. We should just be, we should be, uh, thankful that he's making another film, you know, um, <laughs> and, and that's that's almost that is laughable um, because I, that's not we're thinking people. Alien has always been a thinking man sci-fi until Prometheus and Covenant. Um, but uh, so, but what concerns me more is um, how low the bar is, and I see a lot of people saying this. You know, yeah, I do see things wrong. You know, everything that you're saying about. Uh, Prometheus and Covenant, it's it's true, you're right, but I really like it, still. Um, <laughs> not, not that I want to say, well, you can't like it because I tell you you can't, whatever. Hey, everyone's entitled to their opinion, absolutely. My problem is, it's like we're dogs under, under the table, we're taking these scraps and we're okay with it. We should fundamentally reject this. Fundamentally reject this. If the film isn't working, if the film isn't firing, if it is not, and I'm not saying it has to be a masterpiece, um, because we've had this discussion, there are some things about aliens that are kind of ridiculous, but the film is a masterpiece because what works, works beautifully. That's why. And Ripley is just, you know, balls to the wall. She's amazing in aliens. I mean, she's an amazing, she's amazing in every film in terms of the, how they wrote her character. Uh, but uh, this idea that there are so many fans like just kind of saying, yeah, you know, they're just taking, it's like 
the bar is so low and people are accepting it the way it is. Like, no, you don't accept it. That's not how this works. It's like Well, that's why – exactly. That's why the fandom is split because yeah. there is um, – and I hate to tack on the whole age thing. It does have a little bit to do with age. It does. It does. It's true. It does. But the, you know, there. Imagine now, and and this will this will connect to two questions that you asked earlier. Imagine now we put that element of passion back into the Alien franchise when when Ridley's done with these, we get a passionate director with a passionate screenplay, and he directs a passionate film, and then we're, we'll like we're all on board again, like. The, now the fandom is once again at a fever pitch in unison. Yeah, it's it's what's lacking in, in the in the in the Alien franchise is is passion. And as passionate as a film director as Ridley is, he's not passionate. He's obviously not passionate about the Alien franchise. Yeah, he's not. This this all this ever was was ever a, a payday. Um, or a means of control. I don't know if it's a payday. I, I don't know if I agree with you there. I don't think it's about money because I don't think Ridley Scott needs money. I think Ridley Scott just wants ownership. I think it's hubris. Oh, well, yeah, that too. Most most definitely. I've, I've, I've said that all along. It has a lot to do with um, – he, he was waning in popularity in terms of his films. This presented itself when it did and it, 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 yeah, this – and it, he's making a payday for the the producers. It's not just a payday for him. It's a payday. They're using the Ridley Scott, his name, his clout to make money for themselves. And Ridley Scott is using this for um, his ego, his own personal satisfaction. And um I guess as a, a, a sense of redemption from not having done aliens. And it's sad to me because I do, I, like I said before, man, he's responsible of two of my favorite films. And one of them being my favorite film of all time. Yeah. Like, yeah. and when I say responsible, he directed it. Yeah. He's not solely responsible for it. Um, so I'll, I'll always love the guy. Like for Christ's sake, I thought about naming a child after I'm like, that got shot down right away, but um, <laughs> Ridley Robbie, but, uh, Ridley Robbie, yeah. I don't think would work really well. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what the wife said. Uh, but but he, he he's he's not he's not putting the 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 heart into where the elements of Alien where it should be. It's it's it shows, you know. Yeah. And the big question is, and I, we'll leave it at that again. I want to let you go. Uh, why should I care? Really? Why should I care? What What about these films makes me care? And it's not about Ripley. And, and uh, I, just to briefly touch on that, I I love Ripley. You know this. Everyone knows this. Who knows me? Who knows me involved in the community knows that I love Ripley. And she has a place in my life, in my psyche, that she'll never leave. Um, but the, the series has to move on from her. And if Blomkamp's film isn't happening, that's fine, because I don't need to see her again. I'm fine with her death in Alien 3. What I want in an Alien film is to care about a character as much as I care about Ripley, and right now I, there's no one that I care about. Tennessee was pretty cool, um, but he, I don't care about him at all. Um, Daniel's, you know, I could just throw her away, I, you know, much better actor, but whatever, you know, and no one even comes close to the gravitas. And that's part of the problem too. No one has the gravitas. You look at Sigourney Weaver, she commands your attention. 
she com- in, in any movie she's in, she commands your attention. Uh, she's just got this weight about her that I think these movie stars from the, an era gone by have that few have these days because it's more about the tent pole, the 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 universe, the expanded universe, the stories we're trying to tell. Films were always about the characters they're trying to tell, the characters are trying to develop. And when they're getting into these universes, it's killing the characters. That's what I think. There was an article about this as well, um, about how uh, kind of that shared or the, the, the universe films are kind of affecting um, how we view films and how good films are. Um, oh, uh, cinematic universe. Yeah, yeah cinematic, cinematic universe. universe. And that's yeah, I shared argue, that. Yeah. And that's a little bit, you can kind of, you can argue that a little bit because the Marvel films are really, really good and they're kind of a cinematic universe. But what Marvel's doing well, even though they're a shared universe, is the characters are, you know, diehard. Diehard. Like, well, I mean, there's, there's groups of people like talking about the, the scripts and, and making sure that everything does make sense. Whereas with Covenant, Covenant was made in, like, what, fucking record time, right? Like, it, 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 as soon as Blomkamp announced that he wanted to make an alien film, then all of a sudden, boom, 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 this fucking film was done, dusted, and most of the work yeah. was done post-production. Yeah. I don't, I mean, by looking at the CGI, I'd be surprised that anything was fucking done in post-production, but, yeah. um, like, that's, that's what, the, you know, that's what this is now. It's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I appreciate you kind of coming on and talking about this. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to be a downer to people. I, I, you know, I'm trying to kind of get back my mojo because, you know, I, you know, they're, we're producing our own audio drama set in Hadley's hope in the alien universe. Trying to kind of reconfigure. Yeah. I'm trying to kind of reconfigure my excitement there. Um, but, uh, you know what I, I, and this is might be over dramatic and I'll kind of leave it at this. It's, it's like, um, you're, in a relationship and your spouse or whomever is cheating on you. Um, and you're hearing people say, yeah, but you know, I still love them, but they're betraying you. And there's, <laughs> and there's a bunch of people telling you to be okay with it and you can't be okay with it. And that's what I feel. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you two, uh, two closing analogies and then we'll, we'll, we'll part. But, um, I've said to you before we gave, Ridley, our baby, and he dropped it. Yeah. And now he dropped it again. Yeah. So, like, it's it's really up to us now. If we're really stupid enough to hand him our baby a third time, I'm not excited about Fuck this that. third one. You know, like, and another way of looking at it is these, these prequels is, like, <clears throat> taking um, soup and pouring it between two pieces of bread and trying to eat it like a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. You know, that yeah. shit's fucking messy. Yeah, it is. It is. All right, my friend. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking some time. And uh, I'll probably get this up sometime tonight or tomorrow. Awesome. All right. Thank Take you. Care. I appreciate it, Jam. Yeah, absolutely. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. I'm Captain Dallas. I'm dead. Cargo and ship destroyed. I should reach the frontier in about six weeks. With a little luck, the network will pick me up. This is Ripley, last survivor of the Nostromo, signing off.